America Meditating Radio Show. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. Hi, everyone. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. We bridge divides, we seek deeper meaning, and we answer life's most compelling questions from experts around the world. Because in a world of uncertainty and division within and out, we will need answers right here, right now. Join me and guests on America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. The Meditation Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, Stress-Free Living, and Personal Development classes. For more information, call us at 301-588-0144 or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org. The Miracle Medical Clinic is a clinic that has been providing quality health care services to the Houston area since 1996. In a comfortable environment, they are dedicated to helping you live a healthy lifestyle for years to come. For more information, please call 713-464-0236 or visit us at our website at www.miraclemedicalclinic.com. The Miracle Medical Clinic, where preventive health care is waiting for you. Take a break. Breathe. Why don't you visit the Peace Village Learning and Retreat Center, 518-589-5000. Come, take a ride with me. To paradise, heaven's in your heart beating inside. You're alive, the great divine, older than time. You.
um, just to give you an idea, you know, on the mountaintop of the 103 countries, I had a very full month, but I, it was fantastic as well. So I come back, and I am sure my body needed a little rest. Anyway, back to E Street Cinema. Finally get there. They're sort of waiting on me is what I was told. Antonia, God bless her, she got there and told me about all the drama that happened before I went. And that there was one person there who was about to create a Mahabharat war. And it was the one of the first people that I actually bumped into, you know, when I walked into the cinema. And I remember that just beautiful moment of love. And I just embraced him and just gently put my hand on his face because he was such a beautiful man. And I was wondering, why in the world was he so angry? He seems like such a beautiful spirit. Anyway, we ended up moderating what I thought was a really good conversation on what was happening at Standing Rock. And I was fine. On Friday, full gear. Saturday, karmic law of relationships. Sunday, another session. Monday, and it just keeps going on. So there's something in our spirit. If we have the capacity to love deep enough, we can clear out our energy. And since I've been back, everyone, I'm like cleaning up shop. I'm like, I don't want this energy around me. I don't want this energy. I want to get it out. And I'm feeling this need to not hold energy that I keep putting all this vibration in and they don't care about it. They don't value the energy that you're putting into into supporting them and, and supporting their lives. And I'm going, can't I put my energy somewhere where it will be valued and it will be used and it will be an inspiration and it will create a change and it will amplify love. But I'm observing that there has been just this, some energies around me that's just so heavy. And after being on the mountaintop for a month with, you know, 103 countries of leadership yogis and meditators of the Brahma Kumaris. My energies are so clear on what love is and what purity is and what the vibration of collectivity is that I just said to myself and to who I call God, Baba, the Supreme Being, I go, Baba, even if I have to be here alone, I want my vibrations and my energy clear. I want there to be so much love in the atmosphere I don't want any negative vibes of people around me like living off of that yogic energy and not doing anything with it. It's okay if it's a contact connection, but to be around me 24-7, no, now I'm choosing that that's it. And it's so clear for me, everyone. I think sometimes when we look at love and embrace what love is, it sometimes means you have to make hard calls, hard calls, but it's a call from love, and love is something that you don't lose anything. You just shift the players on the table. You just shift the story around, but love is still there. And as frustrated as I can get with certain people, at the end of the day, I come back to myself and I go, I need to do this because I can't support that energy anymore. And for some reason, I find myself going back to my early days of spirituality where I could kind of bite off a million things because of just all that love and energy that I have for God. And that love for God is what moves me. And we want to talk a little bit about love with our guest that we're going to have on the air, all the way from Bermuda, Angela Holton. Before I get Angela on, I want to just take us into just a little bit of meditation before we move into our dialogue. Maybe something on the power of silence. From my off-to-work meditation CD, let's take a deep breath and go into a moment of silence. 
Om Shanti. This mantra, Om Shanti, I, the soul, am peaceful, reminds me that today I'll be quiet. Today, I will spend the day as silent as possible. Silence isn't an absence of speech. It is an absence of waste and negative thoughts. So when I interact with everyone, I will come from a deep, pure place of silence. And with every step that I take, I will carry peace, power, and the love for silence. Welcome back. From my meditation on silence from Off to Work Meditation CD. You're listening to America Meditating Radio, and I'm your host, Sister Jenna just talking about the power of love, you know, how it can heal. And sometimes love also requires you making really what you might call difficult decisions because there's a little bit of an element of attachment somewhere. And so it's the attachment that seems to make what's really timely and important seeming a little bit difficult. Today, the America Meditating Radio is proud to welcome Angela Holton. Angela is an international coach and speaker author and founder of Love Sanctuary, an online spiritual portal centered on meditation, mindfulness, and bringing us back into our hearts. It's a place where we all dream. It's our healing, self-transformation. It's where we manifest things and things begin to unfold, and where we practice self-love and self-compassion. Angela is the author of the Love Sanctuary Guide, 30 Days to Deepen Your Relationship to Love and Abundance, and co-author of Whispers of the Heart, and Manifesting Modern Miracles. Her writings have appeared on the online publications of Huffington Post, Elephant Journal, one of my favorite, and Tiny Buddha. She also writes a weekly inspirational blog for her website called Love Notes. And today, we welcome Angela Holton from Bermuda. Hi, welcome. Good morning, Sister Jenna. Thank you so much for having me and for that lovely introduction. Uh, Of course. Love is such a big thing nowadays, and boy, do we need that more than ever. Yeah, it's like, it's not that we don't have it, it's just that it gets merged in the soul somewhere, and it gets replaced by stories, perhaps stories that we've heard our relatives tell us, or perhaps stories that the media has told us, or just stories from past life experiences. And your story as to how this all started is very touching, because we have a little 11-pound Havanese, a little stick of dynamite called Happy, who's a little puppy in the ashram. And when I read about how you started your journey, I was like, oh, no, please don't tell me. I have to look forward to that. (laughs) So tell us about Love Sanctuary. So thank you so much again. I'm so grateful to be on this platform and to speak and share Love Sanctuary and my task of really taking the esoteric out of what love means. I think that self-love has become a quite trending topic, but not many of us know what it means, what it looks like. How do I love myself? And so through my little six-pound furry canine, Kobe, 
who was my greatest spiritual teacher who, you know, who would think that my greatest teacher would show up in the corporeal form of a dog, but it did. And, I, you know, through him and through his transition, in, in the midst of my deepest pain and suffering and the absence of him and really feeling alone for the first time, well, again, in 14 years, I had him for 14 years, but feeling that aloneness and feeling that fear, feeling death and mortality, all these questions I had for myself really within the days of his transition. I had a conversation with myself, and I heard, had a conversation with God, and it was loud, and it was clear as day, and the conversation said was, this is your task. Your task is to be and become unconditional love, complete and total acceptance of yourself. And I'm, I speak, and I say to God, well, what does that mean, and how am I supposed to do that? And the response was, just be it. There's nothing you need to go seek, nothing you need to do, just be it. And then your task, your assignment is to go share what you learn with everyone else. And I, I knew I had no choice after that. It was really a calling that I stepped into, and that's what I did. And I've been doing that ever since. And my little angel, Kobe, is my inspiration. And I know he's with me every day. So Love Sanctuary really was birthed out of, it was birthed out of death and loss and grief and really understanding what it meant to comfort myself during that grief and loss, and that is where the self-compassion came in, where everything that came up out of me during that pain, you know, everything that I neatly tucked away in my heart, all my other griefs and losses, disappointments, heartaches, came up. And it was really being able to be with it and be patient Mm. and kind and gentle with myself, not rush myself, that I understood this is what self-compassion is. And when others were saying, go get another dog, oh, you need to get another dog, this is taking too long, And my response would be, taking too long according to whom? This is where I am. And I have to honor where I am and where my heart is. And had I not done that, I would have missed a lot of growth. I would have missed a lot of release and letting go and really becoming the higher version of myself. And so I took that pain and I started writing, something that I never knew I could do, Sister Jenna. I really despised writing all my life. (laughs) Me too. Oh, despised it. I was really a mathematical person. I love numbers and science. Take the English textbooks and literature away. I didn't want it. But there was this pain. There was this voice inside of me that needed to come out. And I just took it to my business. I turned it into a business. And every every step of the way since that moment has been God-led. And I don't do anything. Mm. It doesn't come from spirit. If it doesn't come from my heart, I don't speak it. I don't write it. I don't share it. And for me, that's loving myself, being the embodiment of God realizing that we're all God personified. And our task is just to know that every day and everything that we do. You know, I tell this story all the time, and it might seem old, but truth can never be old. And it was me on my spiritual journey for the first five years where it was like I was just radiating like a million stars. And everybody would Mm. say that. They would call me God, guru, what have you. I would walk outside and ten people would follow behind me out of nowhere. And I had just wrapped up my two nightclubs, you know, living on the beach, you know, doing my thing. And I remembered sitting in my meditation room that I called my Baba's room, an image of God's light and my great-great-grandfather who taught us how to have yoga on that divine energy. And I just said to Baba, I said, I'm not what they think I am. I'm, I'm not that. And it was the most profound thing. The message that came back was, you know, I don't need you to be perfect, but just be honest. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment, like that moment of honesty that released me from trying to present an image that I was not. 
but I just wasn't ready for her. And during this political campaign, which I thought was just uh, an abomination to the well-being of humanity's evolution, and then after the results of our U.S. election, I haven't been able to write anything. And people, people kept asking, write, write, write. I go, Dory's the lesson. The growth here is too much. And I just got back from India, and it was my first time I was able to actually put pen to paper and put these thoughts on. So I hear you when you say that if it doesn't come from spirit, if it doesn't come from a pure place within you, I don't need to say it. I don't need to do it. And yet, there are times that I'm not sure if it's just my own limitation that's holding me back, and I do need to do it. And I'm sure that you've been there, too, when you're like, you know what, I'm not too sure if this is really my pure spirit, but I might need to just do this to break through some limits, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, And when I'm confronted with those situations, I go back into my heart, and I pray, and I ask for guidance, and I go back into loving myself, because I believe that the place, the heart, the heart is the emotional epicenter. That's where we go. That's where light passes through. That's where the energy of love vibrates through us. It's the most powerful organ in the body. So whenever I'm confronted with challenging situations and I don't know what to do, I go to my heart. I go into my heart. I go into prayer. And my answers come. They come without me forcing, without pushing. You know, the more I resist, the more I push, the more I'm, I'm, I'm in myself and I'm not in my God body. I'm not hearing God. I'm hearing myself. But when I silence my, myself, my fear, and my trepidation, whatever's there, I get direction. And it may show up in a way that I never thought or never imagined. And like you said earlier in your introduction, you said love doesn't always feel good. And that's what I try to inspire in my clients, my students, and any platform that I use is that, you know, self-love and love is not always about feeling good, about the decisions always feeling good. But it's, again, about aligning with that vibration, right, in the spirit of love. I think that's what you said earlier, in the spirit of love, that we embrace what's there. We embrace what's there without judgment, without negative judgment and criticism, but just seeing it in its totality, that this is what it is. And can I be love? Can I embrace it as love, even though it has these negative attributes about it? Or can I be, you know, a better version of myself in this scenario? Or, you know, can I embrace this part of myself that I may not like? Right? doesn't mean I don't aspire to grow it or change it, but I, can I still accept this part about myself unconditionally? What does it mean to love one's self? I, what I have learned so far for me when I'm in soul consciousness, when I'm in soul awareness, and what that means, it's there are these multitude of qualities and virtues that are just emerged in my persona. And you can't help but emanate this energy of love. And even you don't even know that you're emanating love. But you can mm-hmm. definitely know when you're being loveless. <laughs> right? Right. So for our listeners that are tuning in to the conversation that we're having today, what does it mean to love yourself and Are there maybe two or three steps that you could offer our listeners to at least begin the journey of getting to that place? Sure, sure. You mentioned uh, Anita Morjani in the introduction, who I've I've also read her book, Dying to Be Me, and she inspired me. And she spoke about how she realized she wasn't loving herself and that she had fragmented parts of herself because she had judged the parts of herself that she deemed unworthy. But when she realized her wholeness, completeness and perfection, just as she is, 
That's when she came back into her body and her spirit completely healed. And so one of the main things, and it's, you know, people challenge this, but it's love, starting with love and acceptance. Acceptance is the first key to transforming, growing, healing, changing. Is can I just accept where I am? Can I accept who I am? And acceptance means I'm worthy of love because God loves me just as I am. So can I embrace who I am just as I am as I grow to be better, right? We all do better with what we know at any given time. So as I grow, can I love who I am? Even the parts that I struggle not to like, can I look at it and say, you know what, this really bothers me, but today I'm going to love you. Today I'm going to try to accept you because it's through that acknowledgement, that mindfulness, that acceptance of it, that the love, the energy comes into that and it changes. But when you judge it, when you berate it, condemn it, and try to cut it off from yourself, it really becomes Mm -hmm. magnified. One of the first things I would suggest is to work on loving and accepting yourself. Write down your flaws. Write down the things that you love about yourself. See if you can negotiate and embrace and each day say, I'm willing to love this part of myself, or I love this part of myself and that part, et cetera, and go on and on and on. The next part, can you be mindful of the thoughts that you keep? Are you thinking and speaking negative thoughts to yourself? And that's where the practice of mindfulness, which is also a self-loving gift, can you recognize what thoughts you're telling yourself? Are you being mean to yourself? Right? Or can you be your own best friend? And while you're meditating, while you're being mindful, just notice the thoughts that you're keeping. Notice the thoughts during the day. And notice if they're kind and loving or harmful and unkind. So see if you can create the shift. Oh, I'm speaking bad to myself. And change that into something positive. Speak love, adoring thoughts to yourself. And then the third one, uh, there's quite a few that I would say. Um, but forgiveness is probably one of the largest, right? Not an easy task, a whole another conversation and interview, I'm sure, but self-forgiveness and forgiveness are huge components to self-love, right? If we want to open up doors, open up channels, create better relationships, remove barriers and blocks in our lives, we have to forgive, right? That's, self, that's compassion. And before we can have compassion for other people, we need self-compassion. And that compassion comes from saying, I'm flawed. I'm imperfectly but perfectly flawed, Right? So can we embrace and allow ourselves to forgive our, our, our choices? And the more we embrace ourselves, we can embrace other people. And so, again, forgiveness is a whole other conversation that we probably don't have time for today, but I think forgiveness is not forgiving someone can be a huge barrier and a big albatross mm-hmm. in our lives. It blocks blessings. It blocks miracles. It blocks our channel and our connection to source, in my opinion. And so I think when we, when we become more godlike, right, we... We can see the child in each person and knowing that people that hurt people have their own hurt and pain. Hurt, and that of course, of course. Yeah, and when we're forgiving them, it's not that we're condoning, you know, any egregious behavior. But what we're saying is I love myself more than the pain that was caused to me. I love myself more than giving my power to that person. Right? By being angry at them, I'm giving away my power. They're walking away holding a piece of me, but when I love myself, I want to pull my power back from every person that's holding onto it so I can feel complete, whole, and what personal power means to me. Right, love that. You've written that creativity and synchronicity are enhanced through self-love and mindfulness. And I think that many, many folks in our world, and all with good intentions. Uh, They go to work, they've got a family, they've got kids, they've got bills, they've got responsibilities. 
which tend to keep them at a very external level. So they're not able to sometimes listen to their own inner call or find their own creative juices because just a multitude of poles. How can one that basically is in the rat race, right? They're in the rat race, but everything inside wants to just live your call or live what you feel is your truth, but you just can't. It's situations, relationships, responsibilities, debts are there pulling you. How can you how can individuals try to move towards a way of enhancing their creativity and synchronicity where they can reach a deeper place of self love? Because ninety percent of the people in the world have to survive and sometimes folks don't really know how to balance the two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, perfect conditions never exist, right? So, you know, when I started this journey, I had the question. I think it first begins with, do you have the question? And are you seeking answers to that question? And the question being, I want to know what my life purpose is. I want to know my assignment. I want to know why I'm here. And I think when you even just pose that question to the universe, that you're guided to people and circumstances that will bring you closer to that, that we don't have to know and have all the answers. We're not God. We're not supposed to. But I believe, again, even when you're in the rat race, in order to love ourselves, we have to know ourselves. And in order to know ourselves, we have to be still. There has to be that moment of connecting with what's in our heart. Whether it's 60 seconds in the morning that you breathe and just do a quick mental body scan and then a scan of your thoughts, what are your thoughts each morning? and then a scan into what's in your heart, just connecting with that place and knowing who you are, right? Having that mindfulness practice and, the, and silencing, right? The more we practice mindfulness, the, the volume of external chatter goes down, and then we can hear what's on the inside. So I wish there was a quick formula I could say that people could do, but I, I believe there has to be, even if it's just two or three minutes of going inward, of being quiet, of being still, with that question in mind, why am I here? This, you know, what, what's my assignment? I think we need that. I think we need that pause. Otherwise, with kids and noise and traffic and jobs, we can't hear. We can't hear the miracles that are being gifted to us. We can't hear our guidance that's being offered. And, you know, you mentioned circumstances and bills and things. You know, when I stepped into my purpose, I don't have children. I don't have the responsibilities of children or a partner, but I'm living in New York City in the rat race, 13 years selling real estate, and I managed to create a mindfulness practice that slowed everything else down. You know, getting on the subway actually became manageable, almost Mm -hmm. enjoyable, and that came from my change, my transformation, because nothing changed on the outside. It was still crowdy, smelly subways, packed like sardines, Mm -hmm. but my perspective changed. And so even when there's chaos, if there's noise, when people say, I don't have time to meditate, meditation has a powerful way of giving you more time, slowing yeah. things down because it slows down the thoughts, the chatter, right? And we're not racing right. with those thoughts, right? When we're racing and those thoughts are racing, time is going faster. But when we pause right. and slow down, life slows down. So I just encourage people, even if it's just 60 seconds, go inside, go within yourself and ask, how do I feel today? What's in my heart? And how can I honor what's in my heart today? And just having that question and having that relationship with yourself and with God and the universe 
however you, you know you call your supreme being, is going to offer you some direction and guidance as you go through your day. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is that's when the that's when the synchronicities happen, and when you're coming right. from a mindful. Right, you're you're paying attention. When you're being mindful, you're paying attention to what's happening around you, and the synchronicities just happen. I I didn't consider myself creative at all. I would ask people, I'm not creative, I'm not creative. How do I become creative? I would ask my mom, what's my purpose? What am I good at? And really it was in that birth of my pain that whatever I was covering up came out. It had a voice. And my creativity was born. And I believe creativity and synchronicity and alignment with spirit and alignment with God are one and the same. And so I just Mm. encourage people to just pause. Just pause whenever you can during the day. Connect with yourself. Truly try to understand yourself. Embrace whatever you feel without, you know, thinking you're wrong for feelings. You know, our feelings are our feelings. We don't have to become them, but they're what we feel. Yeah, what's well, next? What's on your horizon? I hope a lot of great things. <laughs> yeah, <So> always. <laughs> one of the things that I've uh, started that I'm really, one, it's one of my biggest gifts and contributions is I've started a Tuesday night prayer call. And I, I'm not a, a theologian. I'm not an evangelist or pastor or the like, but I was called to start a prayer call. And so I'm trying to gather more people in the power of prayer. Every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, we gather in prayer, and so if you want details on that, it's, it's on my website, or you can check social media to see if each call is happening each week. I'm going to be doing workshops in Bermuda, in New York, in Denver, and so stay tuned to my website for all upcoming things, and I, and I have my podcast, which I do, um, which has been on hiatus, but is coming back, and coming back better, and that's pretty much what's going on right now with me in Love Sanctuary. <laughs> and leave us with a website that our listeners can get a hold of you. Yes, the website is lovesanctuary.com. And if you visit the website, please receive my free offer of my ebook. I want you to sign up to receive our weekly newsletter. And I don't bombard you with tons of emails, so you don't have to worry, but please accept my gift to you as being a supporter of Love Sanctuary. Angela, thank you so much, and thank God for Cody to have uh, brought you onto the path of enlightenment. Thank you so much, Sister Jen. I appreciate you having me, and I want to thank Cheryl McCullough from Unity Church, who was mm-hmm. also inspirational in this call. Well, she's gorgeous. All right, all the best. Yeah. Take care. Thank you so much, Sister Jenna. God bless. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. So you never know out of loss or just a sense of great sorrow or sadness can come your next pathway, your next opening, your next aha to do so to just keep holding on despite whatever might be the challenges and and again like I said earlier in the conversation you know you got to clear out your energies so that you can really bring in the real work that needs to get done and again sometimes love means making hard decisions it's not to say that you're not loving anyone but you could definitely know when you're being frustrated but deep deep inside my energy field I didn't feel like it was being touched it was saying it was trying to convey a message with seriousness for individuals to just know I'm not going to go there anymore I'm not the same person I can feel every part of my being is not the same person so I won't be supporting that anymore and I feel again when the love begins to open up more and get deeper then you have courage to do things that perhaps you wouldn't do normally anymore because you were just mixed with the love and the attachment. 
Yeah, I hope that made some kind of a sense to you. It sure did for me. Thank you so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio. It's important for you to be with us on our journey. It's been an amazing three years. We're over a 1,000 episodes right now. So please go and sign up on our Pause for Peace app, which is free. Please also visit the americameditating.org website and get a multitude of wonderful treats and gifts and inspirations to make your day just a whole lot smoother. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. Let's try to end the show on a note of something that is sweet, like from Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Wake up, everybody. Take care.